Greetings to everyone. You are listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, your guide to living an authentic, healthy life. I would like to first apologize to all of you as I have not been consistent in uploading my podcast conversations. And, you know, everyone's having a challenge right now, and I have been too, so I'm just doing the best I can to keep to my schedule. My guest today is Dr., and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Susharit Bhakti. He's the co-author of Corona, False Alarm, Facts, and Figures. And I want to let everybody know I read this book from cover to cover, and I found it quite fascinating, and uh, I learned a lot. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, The book was originally written in German and translated into English, and Corona has become an unexpected bestseller. It challenges the COVID fear with facts and figures. Authors Susharit Bhakti, MD, and Karina Rice, Reese, Rice, Rice, probably, yes, PhD. Uh, They are award-winning German researchers, leading microbiologists, and early co-signers of the Great Barrington Declaration. They offer a very clear, cogent, coherent analysis of whether radical protective measures, including lockdowns, social distancing, and mandatory masking, whether all of these things have been justified and what the ramifications have been for society, the economy, and public health. Dr. Bhakti has served as, he's an MD, and he served as chair of medical microbiology at the University of Mainz in Germany from 1990 to 2012. He's published over 300 articles in the fields of immunobiology, bacteriology, virology, and parasitology, for which he has received numerous awards. Thank you, Dr. Bhakti, for being here. I'm very excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. Now, I... I really didn't, you know, if you can call it enjoy, when I I wrote to your publisher, Chelsea Green, and I said, I'm really enjoying, if you can call it that, uh, Dr. Bhakti's book, Uh, but I I really couldn't put it down. I think you did a great job. It's so well-researched and it's well-written. There's a paragraph from your introduction that I would like to read to everyone, and then I'll let you take it away. The intent of this book is to provide readers with facts and background information so that they will be able to arrive at their own conclusions. Statements in the book should be regarded as the author's opinions that we submit for your scrutiny. Criticism and dissent are welcome in scientific discussions. Postulation of any thesis should also invite antithesis (laughs) so that finally the synthesis may resolve potential disagreement and enable us to advance in the interest of mankind. We do not expect all readers to share our points of view, but we do hope to ignite an open and much-needed discussion to the benefit of all citizens of this deeply troubled world. And I want to thank you for being brave enough to speak your truth, and I hope that everyone will be able to listen with an open mind. So please, sir, take it away. Well. We wrote this book back in May because we simply had to. Um, We were both, my wife and I, my wife is the co-author. She has a different name, but we're married. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were falling ill. Um, My wife uh, was getting depressed, a real depression. Uh, She couldn't sleep anymore. 
uh, she had uh, stomach pain, trouble, mm. gast- gastritis. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm. on top of that, uh, her mother has end-stage cancer. Oh, and was yeah, and was suffering under the lockdown terribly. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, um, she collapsed, you know, in the supermarket because she was forced to wear this mask, mm. mm-hmm. uh, and she refused to go to the hospital because she said that if I go to the hospital and never see you again, right, yeah. you won't be able to visit us or me, and uh, and we just couldn't bear it. We, we we were just sick with worry and sick with sorrow, because people. All around us, our friends, our other relatives, were also doing very badly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, some of our friends had gone broke already in May, mm. Uh, mm. forced to sell. You know, uh, what they had, they 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 lost everything. Yes, mm-hmm. and there were so many of these people because you see, we don't belong to the elite. We belong to uh, just the normal people around right. here. Right. And. Uh, so we said we had to write this up because something very, very fishy is going on. Mm-hmm. There is nothing right about what you are being told, uh, our dear fellow citizens, and you go around believing everything. Right. And why? Why do you believe this? You mm-hmm. need to know the facts and the figures. And so we sat down and gave you all the facts and the figures. And the facts were so damning. Damning for the politicians, damning for the so-called experts who were uh, advising the politicians mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and being used by the politicians uh, to put through their agenda, which right. at that time we thought was an honorable agenda. Mm-hmm. agenda. Mm-hmm. But this opinion of ours has changed in the last four months, so that now we are completely sure that the agenda is an evil one. I would agree. Which means that um, from the very beginning, this pandemic and the course of the pandemic had be, been carefully planned. Mm-hmm. And, and um, this turned out to be true. And uh, uh, with the consequences that we are now feeling right now in January 2021, we are facing the downfall of our world, of this civilization. Mm -hmm. And this is what we wrote on the last page of the book, that man has to stand up and live up to his name of Homo sapiens if he wants to avoid being swept into the catastrophe and going to his doom, which is what the world is doing right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It all started, you see... uh, we, we we became very wary and very distrustful of the situation back in March 2020 okay. when the WHO suddenly declared this pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the whole world stood up and said, oh gosh, now is the time to install measures such as the world has never seen before because this killer virus is otherwise going to destroy mankind, right? Mm-hmm. It's the big doom. Right. This virus, uh, invisible, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't find it, you can find it with a test, and uh, if you find that, that this virus has, has, has found you, uh, you may fall ill, but especially the elderly with pre-existing 
illnesses, they will probably die. Mm -hmm. And so this virus is just the devil. It will leave the younger people intact. You may not even know that you have it. Mm -hmm. And you will be able to spread it to those poor elderly people and kill them. Mm -hmm. So suddenly the whole world panicked. The young panicked because they didn't want to infect themselves Mm -hmm. and then go and infect the elderly and kill them. Mm -hmm. The elderly wanted to protect themselves because they thought, if I catch this bug, I'm going to die. And so everyone was ready to do everything that the governments were telling them to do. Protect yourself in order to protect the vulnerable, Mm -hmm. which seems very honorable, Mm -hmm. very good. On the surface, yes. It it was all a lie. Because, you see, uh, the whole thing started off with virus itself. The virus was never, ever isolated properly. At Mm -hmm. least there, there are no records that this virus in Wuhan ever was isolated from a patient. You have to realize this. Uh, it's just that the genome, the sequence of the gene, uh, as obtained in silico, which means computer-based, okay. uh, w- 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 was was spread. All right, so you had the sequence that the Chinese uh, lab released, mm-hmm. and on the basis of this sequence, which is a theoretical sequence, it's a computer-derived sequence. Okay. Uh, the German group around Drosten in Berlin mm-hmm. um, devised a PCR protocol within days, within days. Okay. okay? They, they never had the virus, but they made this PCR protocol that was not approved, but it was, it was said by the WHO to be okay to support the diagnosis. How can you and do this, that without the virus? How can you... I don't understand. Am I missing you, something here? <laughs> you, you, you have not missed something. Uh, the world has missed something. This PCR test has never been calibrated or validated. Never. Hmm. And it has never been released for diagnostic use. It is not allowed to be used as a diagnostic tool, meaning that you can't take this test and say, Eureka, I found the virus. Mm-hmm. Because well, the test is not telling you. I read that the, I forget, is it Nellis or Kelly, the doctor, the scientist who developed the test? He said that it was meant for research purposes only. Yes, of course. Uh, Mullis. Yes, yes, thank yeah. you. He, 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 he invented the PCR and he said very clearly, this test must not be used for diagnostic purposes because it's far, far too sensitive. Uh, if it's done correctly... It can pick up bits and parts of the virus genome. You know, the virus may not be there anymore. It's just parts of the virus. The virus might have been digested, but these fragments might be still sticking to your throat. Mm-hmm. And you will find them. It's like, okay, you take one milliliter of vodka and drink it. I take 100 milliliters of vodka and drink it. We get into an alcohol police control. Mm-hmm. I blow into this pipe and it goes up to one, 1.0. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's bye-bye to my license. You blow into it and you go up to 0.01, mm-hmm. 0.01, one hundredth, all right? Mm-hmm. This is simple math, right? Mm-hmm. So 
you can get into the uh, seat and drive on, and I have to stop driving. Now, the PCR test, uh, if we now transfer to the T PCR test, okay. uh, is, is, is the same. If you have the virus in you, or I have the virus, okay, and mm -hmm. I blow into this tube, the tube goes up to 1.0. If you have only bits and parts of the virus, or you have so little virus that you're not infectious, all right? Because mm -hmm. there's such a thing as the critical amount or numbers of viruses that you need to become infected. Okay. So, and you blow and you go up to 0.01. What happens? You are put in quarantine. You are said to be COVID-19 case. Mm -hmm. And a COVID-19 case was defined back in March, as a severe illness characterized by pneumonia, all right? Okay. So what's happening now is that people are going around testing healthy people with a test that has never been allowed to be used as a diagnosis because this test, if you have a plus saying that you are positive, you might have had an alcohol um concentration of 0.01 mm -hmm. it's it's just too sensitive and it goes up anytime if, you know if, if you happen to have another bug in your throat another virus in your throat it would also light up to 0.01 or even 0.1 mm -hmm. because it's not that specific so what is happening now is that uh, you know during the winter months uh, when everyone has a cold once in a while mm -hmm. and he goes and blows in this stupid pcr pipe uh it shows up positive, although you are not infected at all. And so over 90% of the poor Canadians, Germans, and whatever in all the world, of these healthy people who have been tested positive, well over 90% are false positives. They're not positive at all. Mm -hmm. Okay? And the same... I find it know? interesting that all of a sudden, influenza's gone away. Nobody yeah, has the flu because it's all being rolled into COVID-19, if I'm correct. Yes. If you have the, re the true flu virus, mm -hmm. that PCR test for corona is also going to light up mm -hmm. wrongly, okay? Because it also, it also detects the, the, the flu virus on a lower scale, okay? okay? So you may, you may have to have 1.0 of the flu virus, but that lights up as 0.01 of the coronavirus, okay? Got it. It's okay. a, it's a sort of weak weak cross, mm -hmm. and but the trouble is this weak cross is enough to put you in as a corona case forever, and that's why the number of corona cases is skyrocketing again. But the number of all the other respiratory infections are going down to zero. Right, like, I know. Right, I know. It's crazy. But but what what people don't understand is that you have to look at the overall mortality and the overall. Okay, um, uh, uh, ICU bed that have COVID patients, and mm -hmm. if you look at those, you see that the number of deaths, the mortality rates, have not changed. So obviously, there is no on top mortality because of this new virus. It okay. isn't new anyway. Right. Yeah. Because I know people. I hear people sometimes they'll like frantically say, "But people are dying," and. And hospitals yeah. are overcrowded, and yeah, it, and if, you know, if you if anyone has a heart attack or a stroke, uh, and he's uh, admitted to the ICU, mm -hmm. first thing that is done is a corona test. It doesn't matter what you have; <laughs> you, you can have a car accident, and the, the chances of this test being positive now 
are not so bad, as I mm-hmm. told you. It's the season where this this very bad test, its performance is so miserable. It's lying all the time. And it's these lies are killing people because the people uh, who need to be admitted aren't admitted anymore. They don't want to go to the hospital. They are afraid, okay? Right. And if you're a nurse working mm-hmm. in the ICU, and if your patient with a heart attack tests positive for the corona thing, you immediately have to jump into these, uh, you know, uh, fancy kits, mm-hmm. uh, suits, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like like a marsman. Right, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's put, what put, I think Put of. on your mask, have difficulty working because you're, you're tired all the time and you're poisoning yourself with your own CO2. Oh, God, everyone. yes. I know. Yeah. I keep telling people that. I can't imagine. I'm so glad I'm not working as a nurse anymore. I can't even imagine having to go through this and trying to function. It's terrible. And then, and then you're sent in, uh, into uh, quarantine so that the ICUs don't have enough personnel anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's happening in Europe. Okay. And then the, everyone is, is crying and screaming and shouting, oh, we're being overwhelmed. The fact is that if you go around shooting yourself in the leg and then not being able to run in a race, don't complain. Don't go around shooting yourself. Mm-hmm. You see, this, is what's, this is what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Bakhti, just to be clear for the listeners, so if I think I'm hearing you correctly, that that if you have, say, a, a, a maybe a, a little cold uh, or, a, or a seasonal flu, or if you've had that, or if there's some of that in your body, that the PCR test is going to pick that up as COVID-19? Can. Can. It can. Okay. It could happen. Okay. All right. And it does happen occasionally, but these occasional cases, you see, the trouble is that if you go around testing uh, and testing and testing, mm-hmm. uh, the more you test, the more false positives, of course, light up. If you just say, okay, uh, this Drosten test uh, is giving us about 3 to 4% false positives okay. right now, All right. at least 3 to 4%, and you do a million tests a week. Mm-hmm. Three to four percent of a million is thirty to forty thousand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, three to four percent doesn't sound like much, but then when you actually extrapolate that into, you know, how many tests and how many positive, that's a lot of false positives. Yeah, and you see, the test frenzy is has gone global. This is the the test that has sold this most tests. No other test in medicine has has sold as much as this one. Mm-hmm. You know, billions, billions have been spent, billions of our money because of the health insurances, of course, the tax. You know, you know. Right. Um, every, we are all paying for our health, mm-hmm. and uh, in in Germany, a sizable amount of money that the people have been paying into the health insurance is being spent for this dangerous, useless test. That is crippling the whole society. It's really criminal. It is criminal. This case is is being taken to court uh, in many countries now. Good. Well, and, and, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, I hear people talking about the side, uh, how do I want to call it? But the, you know, the collateral damage, that's the word I want. Yes. People are really, really hurting 
um, you know, people are losing their businesses. And, you know, when you extrapolate out for the next 10 years, what's going to happen to all of these people? Oh, you don't have to wait that long. Uh, the agenda is, is much shorter. I know. It's just a, a matter of two or three years. No, the, um, uh, you know, it's it's an open secret. Everyone is talking about this. There's been a, a leak from the Canadian government, as you probably know, uh, but there have been leaks all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. we, uh, my wife and I, do not participate in all of this, uh, but we do hear about it, and mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 it's starting to sound extremely reasonable because we see our friends going broke we see how they have to sell their business they're forcing to sell we have you know a friend who's he's been saving and building up his his existence for 20 years and he's broke Mm. he's now on social welfare he's lost everything he had he has to sell his restaurant at a dumping price because no one Mm -hmm. wants to buy it obviously right but uh, you know, he's lost all his money. Actually, uh, let's put it the other way. Money is not lost. Wealth is not lost. Your possessions are not lost. Uh, they don't disappear. They just change hand, right. right? Right. And that is what's happening. So the poor and the middle class, they are going. They are going. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they had is going to another, to right. other hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, yes, and, and, and this is going to accelerate over the next months because everyone in Germany had been hoping against hope that uh, this damn government would lift all the lockdown before Christmas so that at least they would have the Christmas business. Right, right. That's what I was hoping. Mm-hmm. But no. So people are completely in despair and so many are telling us that they know people who are commit who are going to commit suicide you know last month children started committing suicide mm. can you imagine that yeah that's uh, yeah I know. and it's the same in america mm-hmm. the suicide rates in children i know i've, I've been reading that yes the suicide rates are skyrocketing in in just about every age group um, yeah. I mean, I've got two stepsons who, you know, they, they're sitting home, they're older teenagers and they're sitting home playing video games and watching YouTube all day. Cause they, they're afraid to go out. They don't want to go to town. Um, yeah. they don't want to wear masks. You know, they, they can't go to school. They, you know, they're lost right yes. now. Totally lost. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and the, the terrible thing is that we fear that this is all being done on purpose. I know. It's hard to believe, but I, everything, I mean, I keep hearing and reading more and more and more that this is being done on purpose. And I would recommend to everyone, um, I've been listening to the book Shock Doctrine, The Rise of Disaster Capitalism by Naomi Klein. Robert Kennedy Jr. recommends it as a book that everyone should read. And it really does give you a sense of why we're where we're at today in you know one aspect and how this is happening how this is being taken advantage of it's been done over and over and over yes and it's been done on a such a professional uh, level that it, it, it can't be chance right. because everyone around the world is doing it and it's all being planned you know um 
the very first report that asymptomatic people can give the virus to others mm -hmm. arose also from the Drosten group, the German, mm -hmm. uh, who, who invented the PCR. There was a Chinese lady who visited Bavaria, Germany, right. a company. There was a meeting. Mm -hmm. I think you know the story. Yes, I, I remember we, that. We, but go ahead. Some we, people may not. Mm -hmm. And um, people who had been in the same room, conference room, then contacted the virus from right. her. Mm -hmm. This is sure, because mm -hmm. she had the virus. Uh, she went back to China and uh, was diagnosed with mm -hmm. the virus. And she re reportedly, according to the paper that Drosten and his colleagues wrote, um, had had no symptoms. And that was the beginning of, of the scare. Right. right. It was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, mm -hmm. you know, the number one journal, mm -hmm. and became... I think the most highly cited paper of the year mm -hmm. and has been the basis for virtually everything that's going on now. Because then when the WHO declared the pandemic, uh, it said, okay, everyone on earth can contact this virus and become a danger to his neighbor and to his friends and to everyone. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning, of course, of this horrible, horrible nightmare. Now, what people don't realize and don't know is that that paper, that highly cited paper, told an untruth. It was not true that this Chinese woman had had no symptoms. In fact, she was so ill in Bavaria that she had to take medication. She was under high-dose paracetamol because she had so much high fever, pain, all right, cough, mm -hmm. and everything you want to have. And the authors have been asked to retract this paper, and we actually wrote to the editor of the NEJM, asking him to retract this paper officially and say it, what it, the content is not true. Um, but no, it's not happened. You see, no one reacts. <laughs> wow, that's, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, what happened? Oh, that's so frustrating. So just to be clear for the listeners, the incident that this idea that asymptomatic people um, are a danger to everyone because they can transmit the, the illness, the incident was incorrect because this woman actually was sick, but she took medication so that she could go to this conference and, and not be ill and look normal and act normal and feel normal. But she was symptomatic, and she was ill at the time. And she certainly had a high viral load. Mm -hmm. You see, if you're ill, you, you have high fever, cough, and you have to take paracetamol in order to go to a meeting because you're ill, mm -hmm. all right? You should be in bed. Right. Then <clears> you can bet your life that that virus, the viral load, uh, is high, all right? So this is the whole thing business. The viral load is so important. And okay. you see, the PCR test that was devised by the German group and has become the most used test in the world to diagnose this virus. Mm -hmm. You know, that group never had the virus in the lab. They just had the sequences on a computer that they were searching <laughs> for. And if you don't have the virus in the lab, then you can't calibrate the test because you're not able to say you know, to calibrate the test, you need to know 
in the alcohol test, you have a column going up and you have to have, to have the alcohol to calibrate that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so 1.0 alcohol, you have to have the alcohol to see how far it goes up. Right. Now, since they did not have the virus, they couldn't calibrate that test. And, and, and therefore, you see, you don't even know what the test is saying. You don't, you, you don't know when an, a real infection is there at all. Mm -hmm. This is incredible, but it's true. And so what happened then was the next, the next story, which came mainly from the computers uh, from England. Because, you know, there are modelers, computer modeling. Computer modeling is one of the favorite games of experts, scientists, right. most of whom are not medics. Mm -hmm. They have never studied medicine. They know Neil Ferguson at the Imperial College London is one oh, of these. I think he's, yes, he, 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 he's never seen a patient. He doesn't know anything about biology, but he can tell you, he can predict to you what is going to happen if you don't do this and this and this. And these computer modelers went after the uh, Chinese epidemic had come to an end and started uh, publishing papers saying that according to their models, it was completely clear that healthy individuals, asymptomatic individuals, had been passing this virus on to others. All right. In fact, a recent model has also been published in which uh, some, these are fakes. I have to tell you, these people who are publishing these models should be censored because they have done so much harm by by spreading things that a computer says is a truth mm -hmm. and a computer cannot do medicine no mm -hmm. right uh, so many people came up with computer modeling that saying yes true it must be so it must be so i agree and they were published in the best journals you see mm -hmm. now what people don't know is that there is a way to find out whether asymptomatic people in Canada, in Germany, can transmit the disease. They, all you have to do, it sounds simple, but it's very difficult, is you have to track the people who are positive for the virus and are truly positive, okay, mm -hmm. and see who they have contact with and see whether they ever get the disease to the others. So, in, yes, mm -hmm. this is contact tracing, contact tracing. Uh, over days, let's say 10 days, you have to look up and see if any of the contacts fell ill, all right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's very clear. But no one does it except the Chinese because it's a lot of work, all right? Mm -hmm. So, in fact, hold on now. There have been two studies done in a most professional manner that anyone can read, and we have uh, referenced those studies, I believe, in the book. Okay. Uh, one study, the other had not been published yet. Oh dear, no, no, the studies are not in the book yet because they came after the book was published. These two studies have proven, have proven that asymptomatic individuals never spread the illness COVID-19, the pneumonia, all right, the severe illness to anyone. It has never happened in the history of this whole COVID pandemic. It's 
all a fake, meaning that it is absolutely senseless for you guys to go around wearing masks and keeping your social distance. Because if you don't have any symptoms, you cannot spread the illness COVID-19 to anyone, not to your grandmother, not to your child, to no one. The reason is probably extremely simple and stemmed from an article that was also published on coronaviruses mm -hmm. a year ago on other coronaviruses, okay. where it was shown that these coronaviruses that you have in a throat swab, all right, or nasal swab, that mm -hmm. the viral load there is at least 1,000 times higher than the viral load in droplets, all right, when you oh. speak, or in aerosol, okay. which, is, which is clear. If you don't cough, why should anything come out? Right. So, mm -hmm. so even, if, even if you have the virus in your throat, and I would like to come and tell the audience that, of course, if you contact the virus from someone who mm -hmm. coughs at you, the first thing the virus does is go into your nose and throat and stay there because the receptors for the virus, for the coronaviruses, are all over the place, from the nose to the lung, all right? Okay. And once they're stuck to the throat, they can't get unstuck because they go into the cells, they infect the cells, but that doesn't matter, you see, because coronaviruses don't kill cells. In this respect, they're completely different from influenza viruses, the flu. The mm. flu viruses are a different family, okay? okay? If a cell goes around multiplying flu viruses like mad, mm -hmm. that cell is going to die. This is typical of flu virus, and it is typical of coronavirus that the cells do not die, just as cells don't die when they multiply uh -huh. common cold viruses. Uh -huh. That's why the common cold and the coronavirus infections are usually extremely undangerous. They only get to be dangerous if you have such a high viral load. Someone is coughing into your face mm -hmm. and a huge viral load is put into your throat and it reaches the lung. And in that case, you can get your pneumonia. And that can be a serious disease, okay? Right. So, in fact, since asymptomatic people will never spread the disease because there's not enough virus coming out in their droplets or in their breathing air, what are we doing all of this for? <laughs> That's my good question. That's what I'm wondering. <clears throat> ask the audience, and they should ask themselves. Since this is now published, it's known. Why don't we just quit doing what those damn politicians are telling you to do, demanding to, forcing you to do? I know it's 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 really why are you criminal. so obedient? I, I you know yep, I you, refuse. You have, the the other thing is you know I get very excited when I uh, think about masks because I have children go to school and they are forced to wear masks. Mm. And, um, you know, everyone should know, and I'm saying this for all of you who are listening, the moment you put on those masks, you start to shorten your life because you are poisoning yourself with the CO2. I, I believe everyone knows what CO2 is. It's what you have to breathe out right. to stay alive, right? right. This CO2 uh, is 
trapped behind the mask, not because the holes in the mask are not big enough, because there's such a thing as diffusion. You know, if you have uh, a pail of water, no, not a pail, uh, you have a, a watering can, okay, mm -hmm. and you have a spout, you have no spout in front, the water just rushes out. Right. That's the CO2. Mm -hmm. If you put a spout in front, the water also rushes out, but slower, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. This is diffusion, you see. And um, you can't, uh, a mask will always hinder diffusion and now there have been several studies where the co2 concentration behind the masks that you people are forced to wear have been measured and they have found out these are not scientifically published but they are the data are, are available okay that the co2 concentration behind this mask within minutes accumulates to levels that exceed the maximally allowed levels of a, the environment of a working person in Germany. Okay? You understand? Mm -hmm. Several orders, several levels, three to four times. And no person, you know, there's a law, protection law, um, uh, for, for people who, are, who work as you have them in Canada. You are not allowed to work if the air which you're sitting in has too much CO2. Right. And yet, when your prime minister, I don't know his, what his name is, uh, demands you that you you poison yourself, he says, oh, yes, we'll do this because you guru, you tell us to do it, and we're obedient. This is terrible. I agree. It's just terrible. I agree. I've been, I tell people I, when I go into town, I said, do you realize that mask is a Petri dish? You're wearing yeah. a Petri dish on your face. It's full of bacteria and... Uh, that ugh. as well, on top. Mm -hmm. You poison yourself, you shorten your life because if the CO2 in your blood goes up, your pulse goes up, yeah? Heart mm -hmm. frequency goes up. Mm -hmm. And as everyone knows, the frequency of your heartbeat, it goes up without cause, that shortens your life. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. That's why people who have too, uh, uh, too high uh, frequency have to slow, slow down the frequency. Now, the elderly people, myself included, and it's known, the moment you put on the mask, your heart frequency goes up above the, the healthy levels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why do you do that? And the same for children. Um, they've been measured now in Germany. The moment they put on the mask, the Oxygen saturation of the blood drops be below levels that are acceptable. So yeah. all of you are killing your children. Imagine that. It goes very slowly, you know. But whether their life expectancy is being reduced by one or two or three years, you will never find out. Right. And second of all, whether their de physical development is slowed down. Their mental development has slowed down, which you can be sure it is. Mm -hmm. If you don't have enough oxygen, right, right, your whole development is not going to be normal. So, guys, stop obeying. Say no for once. Say no for not only for yourself. Say no for your children. Absolutely. And um, as you and I were talking before we started the recording, you said it was Go uh, Goebbels at the Nuremberg trial. When he was he, when he was asked, you know, how did this happen in Germany? How did how did Goebbels, you know, yeah. Goebbels yeah, yes, yeah. how did the 
you know, how, how did this happen? And he said, if you create enough fear, people will do anything. You can control the population by creating fear. Yes, uh, unfortunately, his words have been heard. Mm-hmm. By the wrong people. <clears throat> well, what is right and what is wrong? Listen, I'm <laughs> oh. going to be very, very uh, okay. provocative. Okay, All right. Mm -hmm. If, if you know, if you want to have a life free of strife mm -hmm. um, and you don't mind giving up everything you have, you don't mind being led to a meadow where there's some grass that you can eat, mm -hmm. you sheep, mm -hmm. um, that's all right. So maybe they're doing it for you. At least they're saying so. Right. Uh, and if you want to be a slave, be one. You know, you're, you're American, aren't you? Yes. So mm -hmm. who is it? Patrick Henry mm -hmm. says... Give me liberty or give me death. Mm -hmm. At the time when America was America. Mm -hmm. Now the Americans are saying, take my liberty and give me death. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think you're right. But, but if, if you say so, okay. So don't say that they're the wrong people. Mm -hmm. They're the right people. They're doing what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just think about it. <sighs> just think about it. And think a long time about it because if you don't start doing anything you won't be able to anymore right i know it's a slippery slope is it a slope <laughs> <clears throat> that's a good question that's a good question so let's go back i want to just explore masks a little bit more for people so it's really clear are there any masks that are safe to use if somebody really feels let let's say someone um, is symptomatic, they're coughing, they're sick, but they they need to go out for some reason, or they have home care coming in, or you know, and they they want to protect other people and not you know cough in everybody's face. Is there something that's um, you know that isn't harmful? Is there a mask that's or not? Now, now listen in the general populace out in you know in, in general environment um, even if you are coughed at the probability of your becoming seriously ill is still minuscule because the viral load you know uh, with at a distance it dilutes out so quickly this is why this stupid social distancing has been you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, is on the scene. Because if you keep your distance with or without a mask, even if the viral load happens to be high enough at your mouthpiece, okay, mm -hmm. it's, going to, it's going to be gone. You know, it, 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 it dilutes out so quickly that one, one meter is enough. It's not as if, you know, uh, one virus is enough to infect you. Mm -hmm. It can't. Mm -hmm. It can't. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell you again, most people who get this virus into their nose and throat, the virus is going to be trapped in the nose and throat. And it, nothing will happen. Nothing. I'll tell you my own story, okay? Sure. Um, I uh, uh, went out with my little child. We have a little three-year-old son. Mm -hmm. And we went out to find a Christmas tree. 
Oh, it was damn cold. And I, <laughs> of course, as a Thai, uh, wasn't dressed properly. So mm -hmm. what happened? I got a chill. I, it was freezing cold that day. Mm -hmm. Now, Janine, I'm never ill. But on the next day, I tell you, I had a cough and a hoarse voice and I had an interview with America. Ah. And I said, my God, you didn't talk to anyone. You didn't meet anyone. And now you're ill. Mm -hmm. You have caught a cold. Mm -hmm. Ha. Do you know why people catch colds? Because once you start to shiver and you're cold, all the blood in the nose contracts. And in fact, you become more vulnerable. All right. Mm -hmm. And why do you get a cough if if you catch a cold? Why, how do you get the cough? You get the cough because coronaviruses that are in your nose and throat, and mind you, it is known that about 1% of the population at any time will be positive for the coronavirus, truly positive. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, This has been done. It's been done in Africa. It's been done in America. 1%. Okay. They have no symptoms. They carry the virus in their nose and maybe the throat, all right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they are infected, but they are not ill. As it is known now that at least 50% of the people who contacted this so-called new virus also never had any symptoms. They had just virus that was multiplying, coming and going. This is peaceful coexistence, all right, mm -hmm. between a virus, a very successful virus. Mm -hmm. It keeps the host alive. It doesn't want to kill you. Right. Why should right. it? Yeah. Now, now, what happens is that um, if you start to shiver, one reflex immediately breaks down. And this is your uh, swallowing reflex. You know, when you, when you swallow, mm -hmm. your trachea is closed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and when you breathe, the air goes in, right? right. Mm -hmm. And if you if you, you if you miss swallow, then part of your sputum goes into the bronchi, and right. you start to yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's mm -hmm. what happens. Ah. That's why you should not shiver. That's why you catch a cold. That's why you get your cough. And that's what I did. Probably I had infected myself with a coronavirus that I was carrying around. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Isn't mm -hmm. that isn't that a nice thought? Mm -hmm. And. And as you're a nurse, you know that people who are dying of pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia from right. pneumococci, mm -hmm. most of them infect themselves because they carry the pneumococci, the bacteria in their throat, mm -hmm. without ever being ill because that bacterium cannot make anyone ill if it's in the throat. It can only make you ill if it get, enters the lung, like the coronavirus. Mm. Aha. Mm. That makes so, sense. Guys, so, guys, stop worrying. Just go out and do your sports and seek the sun and uh, don't drink too much alcohol because then you will also miss swallow. Mm -hmm. Elderly people, don't lie flat on your backs, you know, mm -hmm. because when you lie flat on your backs, you miss swallow in your sleep. Put up your back. Mm -hmm. Now, nurse, now you know why mm -hmm. your elderly patients in in the hospital, their backs are always put up, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aha. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have no more to say. Uh, it, it, it's so easy on mm -hmm. the one hand mm -hmm. and so incredibly difficult to explain to people on the other hand. Now I'm going to go on to the finale. Okay. In fact, we don't need to do anything. And we must stop doing things because they're so senseless. Um, 
if you are ill and you want to visit someone in the hospital, yes, put on a mask. In fact, the hospital and the nursing home should tell you, oh, put on a mask. And here's our FFP2, a, mm-hmm. proper, mask, a proper mask. A proper one. And right. do it. I would do it mm-hmm. immediately right. Put right. to protect the others. Right. Because you're going near to them and the viral load can go up mm-hmm. and then you can become a true source of the virus. So, mm-hmm. But otherwise, now, let's get down to past text. It, if you are under 70 and you, the virus gets into your throat and nose, Mm-hmm. What are your chances of falling seriously ill and dying? Question mark. Mm-hmm. You go and ask your great maestro, your minister president, whom I once really admired, but whom I absolutely dislike now mm-hmm. because of what he's doing mm-hmm. to you, to my Canadian friends. My God, how can one be so criminal? Mm-hmm. And Trudeau. I think that's his name, yes, right? Yes, yes, Justin Trudeau. Of French origin. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, listen, and I don't care because he can't censor me. I'm in Germany, all right. I'm outside his reach, mm-hmm. and his German friends will not learn about this because they're not intelligent enough to understand this conversation anyway. So, listen, people were saying this is the big killer virus, mm-hmm. and so and so many deaths because the deaths were being miscounted. You died of a heart attack, you committed suicide, you're a corona death the moment that swab goes into your nose and says, here it is, the false positive, okay? Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. we know. So, uh, you know, one of the world's foremost scientists and epidemiologists, who is that? It's Professor John J. Ioannidis of Stanford, who's really, he's just so good. And what John says you have to believe because he's never wrong. Okay. And John took the trouble to analyze the data that was available on the records from many countries. And his paper is available. You look at the WHO Bulletin of October and the paper is listed there, which means that even the WHO, which mm-hmm. I would term the World Hoax Organization. <laughs> I hadn't heard that listed, yet. That's good. Has, has listed his paper, which tells you and anyone who cares to read this paper. Of course, your apologist, Trudeau, doesn't read papers. Mm-hmm. He just spreads lies. Well, it's the same in the you, States. <clears throat> and in Germany. Mm-hmm. And in England. Mm-hmm. And almost everywhere. Now, right. of the 10,000 people who get infected with this virus, less than five are going to die. And most of them have pre-existing illnesses. These are under 70, because lots of people who are 60 who have had heart attacks, all right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now I ask you, if you are under 70 and the, the fatality rate Infection, infection fatality rate is less than 0.05%. Do you think any vaccine that any expert or pharmaceutical industry could ever produce will reduce the fatality rate to less than 0.05%? Who believes this? Mm -hmm. It 
cannot be believed because no vaccine in the world can do it. You see, if a vaccine is going to be passed for use in the general populace, mm -hmm. it has to be shown to have been efficacious. Right. Efficaciousness means it has to reduce significantly the number of serious illnesses and deaths. So, you know, if, if, if 100 people get tetanus, mm -hmm. at least 80 are going to die. In Thailand, 100 will die. Wow, okay. If you are not immunized, mm -hmm. if you're vaccinated, no one is going to die, neither in Thailand nor in Canada nor in the USA. Mm -hmm. That is efficaciousness. Right. And that's why I, as an infectious disease man, have always said, vaccinate against tetanus? Yes. Vaccinate against diphtheria? Yes. Mm -hmm. Vaccinate against COVID-19? Never, ever. Mm -hmm. Because that vaccine cannot be shown to be efficacious. And the trials that have now uh, have been published saying that they're efficacious are saying lies. And the FDA has accepted the lies. And all the European uh, uh, agencies that are going to allow these vaccines to be used have accepted false data. There have been no trials to show that this vaccine protects against serious illness and death because there have been no serious illnesses and death in those groups because it's so difficult to get people under 70 seriously ill. All right? And this is just such a crime that it has to be taken before a tribunal. And there are many, many who are now trying to get these agencies to be charged mm -hmm. and taken to court right right including the fda mm -hmm. because they are allowing a vaccine and these vaccines that are being used on our friends here are gene-based janine i know gene-based vaccines are not normal vaccines right these vaccines are genes of the virus foreign genes are being injected into the bodies of our fellow citizens they have never been tested in animal experiments. They don't know what's going to happen. And the trouble is, you see, and I'm going to tell you this because we still have time, I think. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's so important. It's so goddamn important. Listen, this virus is not new. How do I know this? I know this because it has now been shown that the immune system, yours and mine, and all of our friends mm -hmm. recognize this new virus, mm -hmm. even though the immune system has never seen them. The immune cells, our lymphocytes, bear, they are the carriers of our immunity against viruses. They make us immune to viruses. They clear the virus infected cells. How do they do that? Listen, if my head were a cell and the virus entered my head, all right, and were being multiplied in my head, the cell, and released. What happens during virus production is that bits and pieces of the virus that are not used are, become garbage, okay? Trash. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this trash that is always produced when a virus is being produced, parts mm -hmm. of the proteins that haven't been used, mm -hmm. they are placed in front of the door by the cell. So 
I have glasses, you can't see me. I'm putting on my glasses now, all right? <laughs> now, the glasses are the trash because the lymphocytes see the trash. They see the trash of the viruses that are be placed before the door and they are the garbage collectors. Mm-hmm. These lymphocytes don't collect the trash, however, they kill the garbage makers so that there's no new garbage. Okay. 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 Those are the these are the killer lymphocytes that we all have in our blood, in our spleen, in our lymph nodes. And we have millions and millions of different killer lymphocytes, each trained to kill and recognize garbage from different viruses. All right? Mm-hmm. But troops that are trained to kill the cells that have the glasses of the coronaviruses, mm-hmm. they all cross-recognize these viruses because the trash that the coronaviruses make is very similar. Whether it's this virus or virus of a year ago or two years ago or 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and these lymphocytes have a very long memory. All right. Mm-hmm. That's why they're mm-hmm. called memory lymphocytes, <laughs> killer lymphocytes. Okay. And that's why, you know, when you have a child who goes to the kindergarten, yeah, first year in winter, he's ill every week mm-hmm. with running nose, cough, fever, coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Okay. The most co- common cause of common cold in a child. He goes back. He gets ill again. That's the next coronavirus that has come in, mm-hmm. which is similar to the first one, but different enough so that the troops, you see, what happens is that, you, that the immune system sets up a team of players all against coronavirus. Like in a soccer team, you have 11 players, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> taking care of defense, attack, or whatever. And at the beginning, a child has very few trained lymphocytes right so it will have okay so but with every new infection uh, it gets a new addition to the team and in the Uh end okay okay so the next year comes the child gets his cold but somehow or other he doesn't get so ill anymore Mm. (laughs) all right and he gets less frequently ill. And in the third year, it's even better. Right. And from the fourth and fifth year onward, he hardly is ill at all. Because the moment these coronaviruses enter deep into the bronchi, cause a cough and fever, mm-hmm. these lymphocytes come and they are quickly activated and they kill those cells that dare to harbor the virus. Now, is this clear? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very good. It's very, it's very simple, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it works for all the viruses. Mm-hmm. Now, um, however, the corona killer will not kill the flu, all right, because they're different families. You need right. another for that, all right. Okay. So, now, imagine, one would ask oneself, and this is also what we wrote in the book, we wrote at that time that we believed that the reason why people were not getting ill very often was because they had killer lymphocytes that already recognized the so-called new virus, which was not really new. It just had a new little hand or something, you know, Mm -hmm. but its body was not changed very much, all right? Mm -hmm. And we hypothesized that that was the case. Now, after the book was published, okay, Mm -hmm. 
the first papers came out confirming what we had hypothesized. Mm -hmm. So, you know, blood samples taken before 2019 were analyzed, the lymphocytes were taken, and they were challenged with the new virus, and they recognized it. Eureka, that was it, okay? Mm -hmm. And that was the reason why we wrote the new chapter for the English book, where this is contained, and you can read it, mm -hmm. because we explained, yes. And this means, hold on very tight, yeah, mm -hmm. that the majority of people running around already have lymphocytes that protect them from serious illness, not from the infection, not from the infection, but from serious illness because they put out the fire on time, right? Mm -hmm. And these lymphocytes are just waiting in your body for the virus to come. And once they come, the team is going to come out of your lymph nodes, okay? Mm -hmm. That's where the team rests, not in the blood, so some people say, okay, but they didn't find these lymphocytes in the blood of all the people they looked. It was only 50 to 80%. And I say, my God, you know, 50 to 80%, that was so much. How many percent of your lymphocytes are in the blood at this moment when we're talking to each other? Less than 10%. And where are the rest? Oh, they're resting. They're resting in the lymph nodes. They may come out tomorrow. So if among the less than 10%, Already, 50 to 80% of the people whose blood was taken have these lymphocytes. You can bet your life that the other 30 to 50% have those lymphocytes that were just happening to be resting in the lymph nodes when mm -hmm. the blood was taken. Okay? Yeah. And there's a, a paper that clearly shows this that I will not go on to explain, but this is the truth and nothing but the truth, which means that everyone is protected don't listen to all this rot about herd immunity because it's so stupid. I can't bear to listen to it. Mm. Herd immunity as uh, that you're immune if you have antibodies to this damn virus. You're not. You're immune if you have reactive lymphocytes, which you do. Mm -hmm. You see, you don't need these stupid antibodies and you don't need the vaccine. And if you think you need it, go ahead and take it. But don't say I haven't warned you mm -hmm. because... If you go and plunge that needle into your arm, what happens to these billions of genes packaged in a billions of packages, all of the same gene, okay? Mm -hmm. It goes into the bloodstream and goes through your whole body and it is packed in such an attractive manner that virtually every cell will say, yes, come in, you see? This is the devilish. It's so devilish. So you don't know where, where this gene is going, which cells are going to be taking up this gene. And I can tell you that the guys who have developed this don't know either because they never looked properly. They never even looked. And if they looked, then they never revealed what they found in animal experiments. It's not published. And uh, just because of this, you cannot release this type of thing for use. It has not been properly tested. Now, imagine that a cell in your heart <laughs> that is important for the beating of the heart. What would happen? You know, this virus part is going to be produced and there's going to be trash coming out and this trash is going to be set in front of your door of the cell. 
And that's what's happening. And then do you think your killer lymphocytes are going to be able to know that this is not the real virus, it's just a virus gene that some foolish person let be injected into his or her body? No. Lymphocytes don't have brains, but they have very, very good recognition uh, apparatuses, and they will attack those cells. I swear to you, that's what God created them for. Kill the cells that are producing virus parts. And if these cells happen to be important cells, now, as I don't, no one knows where those packages are going to go in your body or in anyone's body, and each one would be different in each body, of course. No one knows, but the fact is that, as you may know, the side effects of this vaccine, the German vaccine, the BioNTech, that is being used now, are terrible. After the second shot, over 50% of the uh, vaccinees were so sick they couldn't go to work. Fever, headache, pain everywhere, joint pain, muscle pain. Some had paralysis, some had hyperallergic reactions. Uh, there are cases of death within days after you know, vaccination that are being looked into. But of course, no one will find anything because everyone will say, no, this is not a side effect that has been noted before. Bottom line is, anyone who's under 70 and lets him, wants himself vaccinated, uh, go ahead. But don't say, I didn't warn you. Mm -hmm. The only people who might possibly profit are the elderly with pre-existing illness. Mm -hmm. But the vaccine has never been tested for safety and efficacy in this population. Well, I think everyone needs to remember that this is experimental, right? Yes, and, and because it, it has never been tested in animals, they are now testing them in you, right. you, the listeners. If you want to be tested, if you want to enter the animal farm, you know, the whole world is being, is being transferred, has been transferred into a testing area, mm. a lab. Mm -hmm. And you are the rabbits or the guinea pigs or the right. mice or whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be anything no. of the sort. I don't either. And I cannot understand why anyone should want to be. I know. Well, I think it's because people think that there are so many people dying. There's so many people getting sick. And they think that it's COVID is what's happening. Well, Janine, I, my, my words, and uh, I think that uh, we're going to come to an end soon, is that why don't you stop believing and start thinking? Mm -hmm. You are not thinking. If you're believing this, you cannot be thinking. Because if you were thinking, you would be reading up and listening, for instance, to this interview, right. and then going back to see whether what I said was sound. Mm -hmm. Because you can, you, 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 you can look this up. It's all written. It's all published, all right? Mm -hmm. And read up on John Ioannidis. Mm -hmm. Read up on the Great Barrington Declaration, which now has a protocol attached, an appendix, an addendum, in which... We, and when I say we, it's because I'm now also on the advisory board of the PANDA. Okay. Okay. 
together with uh, people like Scott Atlas, okay, Professor Scott Atlas, mm -hmm. uh, John Ioannidis, a mm -hmm. colleague at Stanford, uh, together with uh, Mike Yeadon of Pfizer, who, who used to lead uh, uh, the research lab of Pfizer. Mm -hmm. And yes, we're all together in a team now, all right? Ellen Townsend, these are very, very eminent scientists. And we have put down a protocol for reopening society. I will send you the link. That would be great. Uh, I will put that actu up. Actually, yes. you, you can find it on the Panda homepage. It's being linked to the Great Barrington Declaration. Okay. And uh, with this link, we feel very happy about the declaration because we have now put down on paper what should be done and what must not be done. Okay. And what should be done is release, relief people and take down all these lockdown, mm -hmm. everything, and concentrate on protecting the vulnerable in a sensible manner, which right. is not vaccination. Right, right. Dr. Bakhti, before we close, I do have one question that I think many people uh, would like to know the answer to, and, and I don't know, maybe you don't have an answer to this, but it appears that there are a fair number of people who are having secondary side effects of, you know, losing their sense of smell and taste and different parts of the body. People are having chronic aches and pains months after or weeks after they seem to have recovered. Is this something that normally happens with the flu or that's different? Do you have an explanation? Uh, listen, first of all, when you have a cold, mm -hmm. do you continue drinking wine? No. Why? Because uh, it's not healthy for me. No. And I feel like it's going to reduce my uh, no. immune functions. No, 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 Jenny. No? Okay. No. You talk to a, a wine connoisseur and you tell because you can't taste it. Ah. Okay. You, can't, you can't taste wine. If you have a cold, you stop tasting, you stop smelling. It's perfectly normal. Every cold does that. Mm -hmm. This is not COVID. Mm -hmm. Every coronavirus does that. Mm -hmm. Every common cold virus does that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, we actually enjoy wine. And we we, are, we belong to the, the guys who, who don't drink when we have a cold. I mean, I've never had a cold really. This uh, last time was my first time in, in, in 30 years, I believe. Anyway, but I didn't taste the wine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's just so stupid. I, I, I can't understand how. People can fall for this sort of ruse. Second, if you look at the literature, you will see that long-term, longer-term side effects okay. are described in all respiratory pathogens, okay. beginning with the flu and continuing with things like mycoplasms. You know mycoplasms? Mm -hmm. These are bacteria mm -hmm. that cause atypical pneumonia. Atypical pneumonia is the bacterial pneumonia that looks like a viral pneumonia. It looks like corona. Okay. These guys who have this bug have uh, the same symptoms and they are notorious because if you don't give them the antibiotics that you need, they can be sick for a year. Mm -hmm. Sick, really sick. They okay. uh, uh, they cough. They 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 are tired. Tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fatigue is one of the major symptoms of mycoplasms. Okay. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And and so there's nothing new. Nothing new at all. Okay. 
I thought that was important to clarify for people because I yeah. know that's something that you know people have said to me. Don't talk about those few. Talk about the 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 majority that never even know that the virus has been there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you keep looking at the exception, uh, then the rule is forgotten. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, and yes, and this is what the politicians have been really using to strike fear into the hearts of the populace. Mm-hmm. You know, there was an agenda out by the German Ministry of Internal Affairs. I don't know. I, I think we also cited this because okay. it's now known that back in March, they all planned this. Mm-hmm. It was put on paper. Mm-hmm. We have to tell people that healthy people can infect the others, that children can infect their grandparents, and therefore they have to do what they're being told to do now. We have to t- uh, t- tell people that dying of corona is one of the most terrible ways of dying, like slow drowning, slow suffocating on a ventilator, okay? And we have to strike fear by saying that this virus is new, we know nothing about it, you are not immune against it, and you, the virus, may be causing things that no other virus has ever done. Mm-hmm. What a pack of lies. Wow. <sighs> Well, I hope that this conversation opens people's eyes and gives people more information to feel like they can be strong in their convictions about COVID-19. And I know that a lot of times what people will say to me or what I'll hear is, but there are so many people dying. There are so many people sick. You know, and How do you know? Ask them. How do you know they had COVID? Mm, right. I know. My first question. How do you know? Well, it's my understanding that people who have had autopsies, you know, after a person's died and, and they've had an autopsy and they've been the stated that they died of COVID, and when they have an autopsy, it's found that they had comorbidities that they actually died of. Of course. That is the rule. Mm-hmm. It's the rule. Mm-hmm. And it's known. And, you know, um, tell your friends, you know, don't let's go to the witch doctor in Africa, who's going to say, yes, you've got COVID, and yes, he died. Uh, you know, we live in civilized times. This is the era of enlightenment, not the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. where witches were burned, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, superstition. I come from a country that is just filled with superstition, and I left my country to come to to the West, because I wanted to learn how to find out about the truth, mm-hmm. which I think I did. Mm-hmm. But now I find out that you guys are all falling for superstition and for the witch doctors. Why? Why do you do this? It's a good question. Why don't you? Why don't you start becoming civilized, enlightened human beings again? What is stopping you doing that? And if you don't do it. One day, your children are going to ask you, why didn't you do it for us? It's true. Yeah. Dr. Bhakti, what if, if somebody wanted to connect with you? Is there a way, is there a way to do that? Because I know you don't have a website. I don't have a website. The easiest thing is that they write to us. Okay. How would that happen? Yeah. Well, you have my email. Yep. Okay. I can put your email out if you like on the website. Yeah. Okay. And so the book, once again, everyone, is Corona, False Alarm, Facts, and Figures. And I highly suggest it 
for everyone. I think you'll find it very enlightening. There's a lot more information in it than I mean, we've discussed a lot here in the conversation, but there's a lot more in the book too. Thank you, Dr. Bhakti, for being with us and for sharing your information and your knowledge and, and putting yourself out there. You know, it's a lot of people are afraid to put themselves out there and speak their truth. And I certainly honor you for doing that. Well, thank you, Janine, for having me. It was my pleasure. And I wish you all the very best, all of you. Thank you so much, Dr. Susharit Bhakti, for being brave enough to speak your truth. I hope that everyone has been able to listen with an open mind and consider the facts that Dr. Bhakti has presented to us. Remember, the podcast website is realjanine.com, and Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. As a side note, we did get disconnected several times, and I will try to do my best to stitch it all together. I've had this problem with almost every recording this past year. To subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And if you prefer using YouTube, I have video slideshows of my conversations. Do you know someone who would enjoy this very extremely informative conversation? Please share with as many as possible. Thanks for listening. Take care and be well.